Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Do your mindset with Nate Schooler and Kim Adair. Hey. Hey, Kim. How are you doing? Very good. How are you? Very good. I'm really excited, actually, about leaders' mindsets. I'm really okay. excited about it because it's so it's so close to, you know, people, they're either glass full, glass, hem- glass empty, right? And they've either got a glass or they haven't, right? You know well, what I mean? You, no, but you say that, and it's funny, for years I used to say that, you know, you've got some people who are glass half full and you've got some people who are glass half empty. And there's some people who it was the best glass in the world and somebody borrowed it um, because they've got themselves in such a bad place. But what I now realise is the point we are all missing when we look at that is it's a glass. We can actually refill it. So whether it is half full or half empty, the question we should be asking ourselves is, what can I do to fill it back up? Because that way we can get ourselves back to a place of joy. And we know that where Whatever our thinking is, whatever we're focused on is what we're going to get more of. So if we can constantly be thinking about how do we refill our own glasses and as leaders, how do we refill the glasses of those we lead, then actually we're going to end up in a much happier and much more productive place. So that so that are there are there many more perspectives, do you think, around that? Well, I think perspective is a it's a fascinating topic, isn't it? Um, because depending on how what we perceive to be true it becomes our reality so perception like possession really is nine tenths of the law if I perceive it to be true it's true and I remember many years ago having a a conversation with somebody that I was leading at the time whose view was well your perception is just wrong and I was like well that's fine my perception is different I have a different viewpoint but actually just telling me it's wrong isn't going to change my perception what we need to do is understand why am I perceiving it to be this way why are you perceiving it to be that way and can we find some common ground and then we can work together from that because this isn't about me being right or you being right because the reality is just because I'm right doesn't make you wrong and just because you're right doesn't make me wrong we're just viewing things from a different perspective but very often we get into that unhelpful and unhealthy debate where we just try and make our point a little bit louder a little bit like playing dictionary with my best friend you know if you don't get it the first time she underlines it it's not that I can't see it I just don't know what it is so underlining it isn't going to help me because I was still not going to know what it is that you've drawn you're going to have to draw something else and the same is true when we're um communicating with people you know, as the person communicating, as the leader, it's my responsibility to make sure that the people I'm communicating to understand. And therefore, sometimes you've got to, you know, you've got to check that understanding. And if it isn't right, change the words you use. That doesn't mean to say you're changing your message, but you're using words that make it easier to understand. I remember years and years ago being told, that I um, didn't have the gravitas or the vocabulary to make it. So although I had the brains, I wouldn't get there because I, 
you know, was a little bit too hyperactive puppy dog and um, I didn't know how to use the right words. So I tootled off and I read lots of books and I learned how to say ridiculous phrases that nobody understood. And then I suddenly realised that actually my people no longer understood me. So I was talking to them. And instead of saying there's lots of things that we could do, I'd go, oh, there's a plethora of ways we could fix this. And they'd be like, what on earth is she talking about? <laughs> um, I ran remote teams. And yet we'd talk about the fact that we ran peripatetic teams. Who knows what that means? And they're going, if you've just been insulting to me, and I'm like, no, no, you're peripatetic. You have no fixed abode. Um, but you can see how badly you could communicate with somebody. So whilst I was now hitting the requirement, which was I could use big words, I could put them into the conversation, I couldn't actually make people that worked for me understand me. So I had to go back and relearn all of that and then the most important part of communication is that the person you're communicating with gets the point you were trying to get across, not that you were the loudest or, the, or that you had the best vocabulary, because that really is a little irrelevant. It's a little bit like being the kid at the, you know, that's got the last piece of the jigsaw um, and is holding on to it because they want to be the winner. And it's like, we're not five anymore. We should hopefully have moved beyond that and recognised that actually the point is that the jigsaw gets finished, not that who it is that puts in the final piece. And I think that's something that, you know, is evolving in, in leadership. For, for many years, leaders got promoted because of their IQ. Um, and also because they were the best at doing the thing that they were doing already. But just because I'm good at a thing doesn't mean to say I'm good at leading others, because that's about what I can do. And this is about what they can do. And can I can I have the confidence to recognize that they're probably going to be better than me? And that's OK. My job is to help them shine. My job is to help them understand the areas that they're brilliant in, that they are just world class at and how do you turn the volume upon that how do you get more people to be able to see it and also to point out where they've got some blind spots and help shine a light on those so that they can fix them and they can learn and I think you know leaderships are really um probably one of the best roles in the world when you actually get to see the people that you lead step into their potential and do things they never thought possible it quite literally is the most humbling and proud thing um, that you can do in, in work. Um, but equally, it can be a real challenging role because you're dealing with people and people don't come with a rule book. You know, it's a bit like I always say this about Scarlett, you know, I'm desperately trying to be a good mum, but children don't come with a manual. So you have to navigate through as best you can. And when you make mistakes, you acknowledge them, you apologise and you make them right. And the same is true when we're leading people, you know, we make many mistakes. People, you know, we've got loads of personality tests. I, you know, I do them, I'm qualified in them. But actually, you can't take away from the fact that each of us are as unique as our fingerprint. So we come with, yes, some preferences. We come with some areas that we are likely to revert back to. But they will also have been coloured by our environment, our experiences, the people we surround ourselves with, what's happened to us so far. So for me, they're all they're really, really useful ways of giving us better idea of questions to ask. But one of the most important things as a leader is to understand the perspective of the people that you are leading and be able to talk to them in their language so that you can help them be the best that they can be. 
Yeah, very much so. And I think, you know, when it comes to success, right, having the wrong perspective or the right perspective, you know, it can make a massive difference to the success that you are going to be generating in essence for that organization, right. Or for yourself, if you're, if you're working for yourself. And I think having a mindset of, well, I'm really grateful that I actually have a place to live. I'm grateful. I've got food to eat. I'm grateful that I have a job that I love. I'm grateful for, you know, and having this gratefulness it, it just makes a massive difference. And that goes back to having a glass at all, right? And having that glass full or glass half empty mentality. And some people, they're just negative. Like, and and, and the thing is, they, thank you, Carl. That's, that's uh, exactly right. And, but some people, they're just negative, right? Like they, and the thing is, is that they say, well, it's because I'm a realist. It's like, no, it's not because you're a realist. It's because you're negative. There's a, in my mind, there's a massive difference between being a realist and being negative. What do you think on that one? So it re- really, in my opinion, is about where we face our focus. So, you know, if I focus on all the things that don't go well, then actually what I'll do is I'll generate more things that don't go well. Um And if I focus on the things that do go well, then I find more things to be grateful for. And I, I think gratitude is such an amazing thing you know I, I mean my little girl do gratitude every morning on the way to nursery and on the way back it's like you know, what are we grateful for today and it can be anything from you know the sun shining or actually the rain's out so there's gonna be rainbows later because you know without the rain you get no rainbow and you get no puddles to jump in so it's, it's trying to find what's the positive that's coming out of all elements and I remember at one point and um, when you know I had a few challenges in my personal life one of my friends said I can't decide if you're incredibly strong or incredibly stupid how do you stay so positive and I said well I've realized that actually one of the things that I can't there's a lot of things I can't do worry doesn't change anything and if I worry about something that's not in my control it's not going to change the outcome but it is going to change me it's going to change my perspective it's going to change how I show up in the world And so whenever anything is really overwhelming, when anything is too big and I can't work out what to do, I kind of park that in the little car park over here and go, I'll come back to you when I've worked you out. And I look for what's the one thing that I can do. And then I focus on doing that. And it becomes the, you know, I liken it to the life raft that I can cling to in the stormy seas of my brain that say, I can't do anything with that. So I'm going to do something with this. And before you know it, you start to move forward. And as you know, I love a quote. Um, and there was one that I really like, which is obstacles are the things we see when we take our eye off the goal. If we focus on the obstacles, we're just going to see more obstacles. But if we focus on the goal, the obstacle becomes something for us to overcome, something for us to move around, for us to find an alternate way through. And I think just just changing those things. Somebody else who, and I'm going to have to look it up because I use this quote a lot and I still don't know whose who's it is, which is the problem should actually be taken out of the dictionary. We should lose it as a word because by definition, it means something that is hard and difficult. So the minute we give it that label, we're already going, oh God, it's hard. <laughs> I've already in that, you can already feel your energy start to, to drop slightly because it's hard, it's uncomfortable. I don't want things that are harder and uncomfortable, that feels difficult. Whereas if instead everything is a challenge, um, and challenges can be great things, can't they? So everything is a challenge, a problem to be, a, a, a challenge to be solved, 
an opportunity to be explored. It's just some of them are nicer than others. Some of them we're going to more look forward to. Then actually we trigger a different part of our psyche and we start to view it in a different way because it's no longer something that's going to harm us. It's something that actually we can fix. And I personally think, you know, opportunity and challenge are the same thing. It's just like um, a squirrel is a rat in a better fur coat. So yeah, I totally agree with everything you just said. It's but it's but it's funny when when you're actually in that mindset of thinking it's hard and thinking it's a problem, it actually becomes hard and it becomes a problem. But and so so, so it's almost like you have to observe first. And the thing is, is that a lot of people in their mindset and in their lives, they are completely unaware of what on earth they're saying to themselves. This is the biggest thing is without that awareness, it's it's almost impossible to actually change that perspective and change that mindset. Right. Because oh. now the moment I catch myself saying, oh, this is a problem. I'm like, no, it's not a problem. It's a challenge. Yeah. And, I, and I'm even catching myself now when I'm writing an article and I'll type it out and I'll be like, well, but this is a problem. And then I'll be like, no, change the word. And I consciously am aware of what I'm saying to myself at most of most of those moments, right? Because we all have a feeling in here that makes us feel good or bad, right? We we and, do. I mean, yeah, you're right. It is. It's how it's how it's catching ourselves. I mean, as you know, I suffered um, horrendous imposter syndrome for years, and occasionally it'll come back, um, and I'll catch myself telling myself something horrendous, um, and I'll be like, okay. Thank you for that. Now, are there any any examples where I get it right? And now what choice am I going to make? Because I think we've got to be um, passion, passionately self-compassionate because we aren't. We, are the, we can be the cruelest to ourselves than we are to anybody else. And the problem that you've got, or the, sorry, not a problem because it isn't, the opportunity we have is to change that dialect because the one person we never get away from is ourselves. Wherever we go, we go. Um, so if we're being unkind to ourselves, we're going to go there and be unkind to ourselves there too. So the piece of work that I've spent the last decade or so working on is how can I learn to be kinder to myself? So that doesn't mean to say that you just assume that you're brilliant at everything and you become blinded to when you get it wrong, but to recognize that I am perfectly imperfect, as are all human beings. So as long as my intention was honorable, as long as I was trying to do the right thing, I was trying to be kind, I was trying to things leave things better than I found them. Then if I got it wrong, I can look at it and go, right, your intention was right. Let's have a look at what happened with your impact then. What can we change about what you actually did to ensure it better aligns with what you were trying to do. And that's what I do when I'm leading people, is I assume that their intentions are honourable. I don't think people get up in the morning and go, I wonder how to be really rubbish today. I wonder how to really irritate my boss. I wonder how to really mess up on a, on a global scale. Um, that might be what happens, but I don't think it's what they intend to do. And of course, there are exceptions to prove every rule. But in the main, I don't think they are. And therefore, if we start with people's intention and we confirm with them what they were trying to do, and if that is what we wanted them to do, then it's like, great, that's exactly what we needed. Let me just talk about the fact that whilst that is what you were trying to do, this is what happened. So how can I now help you 
align what you're doing with what you're trying to do so that you achieve your goal. And it's all about that subtle shifting of perspective. Um, and we need to be much more conscious of the words we use, of the language that we put out there, because the, that tells a story. We're communicating all of the time. And as you know, as a face whisperer, we're communicating even before the words get there. But even when we get to the words, people are leaking what they really are feeling. And as a leader, one of the greatest skills you can have is to really listen to understand the other person's point of view. And that listening isn't just to what's being said, but what's not being said, so that you can actually really understand them and then help them move forward. Well, that's fantastic. You just shared massive value there. And thank you so much. So if if people want to subscribe to our new podcast, they can go to mastermindset.co.uk and and go onto the podcasting page and we will drop a link somewhere for that here. And uh, we're going to be putting out a weekly newsletter soon. So we'd appreciate it if everyone wants to subscribe. That's going to have some uh, fantastic information on all sorts of different topics from technology to mindset to podcasts we've been doing. Loads of cool stuff, right? Yeah, and it's really about helping give back. And we've met some amazing people and we continue to meet some amazing people. So, you know, hopefully it will be useful for people and they'll enjoy listening to the interviews as much as we've enjoyed um, being privileged to take part in them. And, you know, if you know great people that you think would be amazing and have got huge amounts of, of knowledge and gifts to share with the world, then please do get in touch because we're really here just to try and help connect more people with the thinking and the knowledge that they'd like to delve into. Yeah. Well, thank you. And thanks to everyone for, uh, for listening. Thanks very much. Thanks for listening to Master Mindset. Please don't forget to follow wherever you listen and tell your friends and tell your friends. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.